I'm Emily Jackson, and this is She's Running, the podcast dedicated to talking to women who are running for office locally, nationally, and everything in between. Hey, guess what? She's Running has buttons. If you follow the podcast on any of our social media channels, and if you don't, um, excuse me, why not? You probably saw the debut of our first ever She's Running Pod swag, and also my very dirty thumbnail. Cards on the table, I had just mowed, mown? The grass, and couldn't wait until after I showered until I posted about the buttons. Enthusiasm trumps hygiene every time. Anyway, you know you want a button. They're cute, they're old school, and you can get one for free. Seriously, I'll mail you one of these puppies for $0. Do I sound like an infomercial yet? All you have to do is subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. I'm not even going to require that it's a good review. I mean, if you don't like the podcast, I'm not sure why you're one, listening right now, and two, trying to get a button, but whatever. I mean, obviously, I would love everyone to give five stars and let the world know that this is the greatest podcast in the history of the world, but I digress. After you subscribe, rate, and review, email me at she'srunningpod at gmail.com. And let me know that you jumped through my ridiculous hoops and now you'd like a button for your troubles. It would help if you also included where I should send that button to. Hit send and wait patiently by your mailbox for your very own She's Running button to arrive. All right, let's get to what you're really here for, this week's interview. Today I've got Lindsay Fagan out of Texas who is running for Congress. With these awesome women running, we might just turn Texas blue in 2018. And wouldn't that be something? I love the Facebook header that you have on your Lindsay Favigan for Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? It's like a wild child. <laughs> Is that your daughter? No, it's not. Um, <laughs> I, I, I get that a lot, though. My daughter is equally as wild, so... <laughs> But no, it's not her. But I love, I love that. When I saw it, I was like, this is perfect. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in love with that. <laughs> All right. So let's introduce you officially. Um, who are you and for what are you running? Lindsay Fagan. I'm running for uh, U.S. Congress or I guess the House of Representatives uh, District 26. So the incumbent's Michael Burgess at the moment. And that's in Texas. Yes, ma'am. So what motivated you to run? Um, I think like a lot of parents right now, I looked at the, I guess, political climate, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think it's becoming more and more tumultuous and divided. And for me, um, I I was explaining a lot of things to my daughter that that were very hard to stomach, whether it was explaining to her what to do in the event of a school shooting. And I would explain it to her in a way that was very real. That was the day I think explaining to her what to do in in the event of a school shooting was the real day that I decided to run because Mm -hmm. I was explaining it to her in a way that was, this is exactly what you need to do. Get this, cover your chest, cover your head, um, make sure your teacher's putting things in front of your door, stack all the furniture in front of your door. And I was explaining it to her in a way that was like, that was in the, like it was really going to happen. Mm-hmm. More like <laughs> when so, it happens rather than Yeah, like, yeah, happens. exactly. And so 
after that, I dropped her off and I just started bawling. And I thought, you know, I cannot have my daughter have this conversation with her daughter or with her kids. It's just, it's such a weird time right now. And I think between that and then particularly Syrian refugee children mm-hmm. seeing it, I think at my core, I feel like I want to mother everyone. And which is why I think women in politics are such a good fit, because I feel like at at least at my core, I, I genuinely feel like I want to take care of everyone around me and I want to make sure everyone's happy. And so it, I think I just got to the point where you know, having to have all of these really hard conversations with her, it just got to the point where I thought, you know, I'm either going to support somebody that's running wholeheartedly, or I'm going to run myself. And, you know, I, d- I couldn't really find anyone else at the time that was running. Um, and so I decided to run. And now there are a couple uh, more men that are running in the race with me. And mm-hmm. I'm completely on the same page as them as far as, you know, we have the same common goal here. And that's to beat Burgess. <laughs> and uh, and so my supporters are fully on board with backing whoever ends up winning the primary. And so I have a great relationship with them. They're great guys. So now, uh, and I think I think it'll be um, interesting going into the primaries too, having a big, robust <laughs> Democratic primary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll be good for us as far as getting attention and getting our supporters all together at the end of the day and all having one common mission. Yeah. And there's, uh, we were chatting before we started recording. I'm almost in your district, like two blocks yes. away, I think. Something like that. What a shame. <laughs> and around here in DFW, there's, there's lots of women who are running for Congress. And yeah. it's really amazing to see, you know, first time politicians and all that just like, I'm done with this. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> yeah, just, let me just do this myself. Yeah, no, I, I'm really well, con- I mean, I'm really well connected with Danny, um, Danielle Pellet that's running in 32. Mm-hmm. And she's fantastic. Uh, I would highly recommend she's more North Dallas. Um, I would highly, highly recommend her. Um, Jan McDowell's right next to me. And I don't think you fall into her district as well, but she's running in 24. And um, yeah, we're kind of all starting to connect with each other really well. And it's it's been really fun. It's been interesting. And it's a learning curve, not for Jan, but for me and Danielle and a lot of the others in the area. Mm-hmm. It's been a um, it's been a fun learning experience for all of us to <laughs> un- to take together. So yeah, it's been great. So what has the process been like for you so far? Um, it's good. I mean, the thing is that I found right now is I'm I came into politics at a very very amazing time because of the amount of momentum that is in the Democratic Party. And I think not even the Democratic Party as much as even moderates that are, you know, scared. There's a lot of momentum right now that we are just able to tap into. And especially with women right now, it's been really, really great. I've, I've kind of gotten a bunch of mentors that are willing to do whatever they can to help me. And so I'm, I'm surrounded with a lot of people like that. And it, I think everyone understands, you know, we just we just want to live in a country that's going to still be a country at the end of the day. It's, <laughs> at this point, it's, you know, I think everybody's that level of scared. And so um, I think people are becoming really aware of the fact that 
you know, if you sit back and watch or you don't get involved in politics, you know, really, really bad things can happen to this mm -hmm. country. And I think we're seeing a lot of that now. But I think, you know, I think that people are coming together and I think people are going to come together from both sides to say, let's work together and try to fix this. And so it's been really great for me to have supporters, not just from the Democratic Party, but from both sides that are just willing to help every way they can. So the process has been the process has been difficult, but at the same time, I have a lot of help. And your race is in 2018, right? Yes, ma'am. Are you knocking on doors yet? What? So what I've heard that? a lot of things. I've heard that I shouldn't knock on doors till 2018. Um, uh, for me, I think you can't start early enough. Um, that's kind of the mentality of me and everyone on my team. Mm -hmm. We're kind of going at it full speed ahead. Some people say you're you risk, you know, losing momentum at some point. But for us, um, I mean, we've been running full speed ahead for two months now, and we're getting a lot, a lot of momentum. So mm -hmm. I feel like the more people that join our team, the more momentum we have. Each new member that comes into the mix kind of adds a whole new level of experience and a whole new level of, yeah, I guess a whole new level of momentum. So 2018. Yeah. So we'll be, we'll be hopefully sprinting the whole way to 2018. <laughs> so have you faced any obstacles? Yeah. I mean, I think, it, I think, I don't know if it's by design, but the, the way politics is set up in a, as a whole, I think it is in a way, in, I don't know if it's intended to be more complicated than it needs to be. But it is, for sure, very complex. And so trying to navigate through all of that whenever you are relatively new to running for office is has been kind of a little bit of a learning curve. But at the same time, um, I think if you just connect with the right groups, everybody can kind of push you in the right direction when you're walking the wrong direction, if that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. So um, what are your core issues? What are you really passionate about? I would say um, my main, main concern is the amount of corruption and money in politics. Mm -hmm. I feel like the one of the reasons the two sides can't really come to some kind of common meeting place is because they're being pulled in directions by money. Or you could say the money is in between the two sides talking. And so, and this is not just on the Republican side, this is on the Democratic side as well. There's too much money being funneled into politics right now. And so at the end of the day, you have a bunch of politicians who, you know, they owe people a lot of favors. They owe people a lot of money. They can't make decisions based on ethics and morals because they were, they were paid to basically get to where they are now. Um, whether it's through, you know, lobbyists or, you know, corporate donations or whatever, big money donors creating a super PAC. Um, there's a lot of ways that money can be funneled into politics that is causing, I think, the landscape to be very tumultuous. So getting money out of politics is my number one focus. Mm hmm. Just because I think there's a lot of things we could do on a bipartisan level that are not we're not able to do because how much money these politicians are getting. For example, the guy that I'm running against, 
I want to say you receive somewhere around a million dollars a year. 500,000 of that comes from the medical and pharmaceutical industry, which is why he's one of the biggest people trying to dismantle the ACA. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's just deeply concerning. The more you look into it, the more the deeper I get into it, the deeper I see all these things that are going on. The the more people I meet with and say, well, you know, maybe you're going to have to compromise your values here and get this money, and then, or maybe you're going to have to compromise your values here and get this money. The more people I talk to like that, the more it's I don't know. Um, for me, it's shining a light onto a really in a, into a really dark space. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the good thing is I, I mean, all my friends are activists and so there's no chance, <laughs> there's no chance that that could, my ethics or my morals could be compromised because <laughs> there are so many people holding me accountable. And I mean, I would be the biggest hypocrite in the entire world if, <laughs> if I, yeah, if my morals were compromised. So I think just shedding a light on that is one of the biggest things that I try to do and just try to be honest about it. Whenever I am give, you know, whenever people do tell me those things, I I like to tell my whole team like, oh, well, today I heard, you know, maybe if I can create a super pack of my own and and all these different ideas and so they know. You know, these are the things because I'm trying to get basically everyone that's on my team to run for either city level or state level positions as well. And so I think it's good for me to let them know, hey, these are the obstacles that you're going to come across. These are Mm -hmm. the these are the places where your morals are going to be tested. And will you do the right thing for me? You know, I there's no doubt in my mind that I will do the right thing. I feel like I'm running for all the right reasons. And so, yeah, at the end, at the end of the day, I would, uh, I would lose all my friends <laughs> if, uh, if I ever thought about uh, compromising um, my morals. So that's my biggest thing. Another thing, um, I just think taking care of vulnerable populations is my other really big thing. Making sure people, specifically children with disabilities, adults with disabilities, the transgender community has a really hard uphill battle right now. Um, mm-hmm. it's transgender children, transgender w- women. I feel like the um, there's a lot of communities that need to be protected. There's a massive issue with criminal justice system targeting minorities. So for me, it's making sure that people that need backup have that backup. You know, I'm one person. I can only do so much. But I feel like you know, spreading awareness about things that people are going through. And I think a lot of it comes down to educating people. I think a lot of times people, they don't know the other side of the story. And so they don't know the things that, you know, let's say people with disabilities are going through or people that are transgender having to deal with. So I think a lot of it is just making sure that the people that need support and they need protection, they have that protection in me. And so that's my, those are my, I guess, Getting rid of corruption and protecting vulnerable populations is probably are probably my two biggest things I focus on. Also, I try to have my messaging be very bipartisan because mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of moderate Republicans and there are a lot of moderates and independents that are looking for somebody that has their back as well. And at the end of the day, um, I don't think representatives should shouldn't be representing. 50% of the people they're intended to be representing, I feel like right. 
if you're a representative, you need to be representing everyone in your district and um, not dismissing 50% of the people <laughs> and just going balls to the wall for the other 50%. I think um, just making sure that everything I do is fair and for the right reasons and that my loyalty is with uh, with people and not a particular party. Well, that sounds pretty great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would think it would be. You think more politicians would uh, strive for these things, but who knows? <laughs> And you're a, you're running for the first time, is that right? Yes. Yes. So what's your background? I got a pregnant at a very young age. Well, I 18. So mm-hmm. I've been a mom my entire adult life, basically. I went to school for two years. Um, I had a security net under me whenever I was a teen mom. I, you know, I had government insurance. I had uh, support from women and infant children for formula. Um, I got school grants because of being a single mom and retaining having good grades. I had that safety net under me, and I think that's probably what sparked in me making sure that other people have that safety net, if mm-hmm. not more of a safety net, because it, I mean it is very hard. I think specifically single moms have it very hard, um, and so I think that's probably what sparked in me the need to now that I am in a place where I'm comfortable to look back and make sure that the people that were in my position, you know, are supported and continue to be supported the way I was, if not, you know, give them additional layers of support to pick themselves up. And so, yeah, so I had um, my daughter at a young age. I went to school for two years. Then I started an online, it was like a clothing and home goods company. Mm -hmm. I had that for a little while. And so I taught myself analytics and search engine optimization, which is basically helping your website rank higher in a search engine like a Google search. Mm -hmm. I taught myself that and then uh, I got pretty good at that. So then I started working at an agency that did search engine optimization. And then I worked there for a while and then I broke off and I started doing consulting, SEO consulting, and I started a small SEO agency. Kind of had a couple jobs in tech uh, working at a venture capital and and then now I am a VP at an investment bank. I run all of sales and we specialize that uh, in selling companies in the maritime industry. So buying and selling boat companies. So kind of nerdy. Uh, my background is very <laughs> nerdy. <laughs> But, you know, uh, nerdy chicks are the best. So agree. agree. <laughs> so how does your daughter feel about mom running for um, I think there's some days that she likes it. There's some days I think I've always had a been kind of a workaholic type. I think a lot of single moms can probably identify with the, you know, you have you have no other choice um, when you're a single mom. I think I mean I think any you know head of household understands that work ethic that you have to have whenever you're raising a family. I think single handedly it probably made it a lot worse. So I think adding my full to my full time job, also running for office, is slightly frustrating for her at times. And any I think any time that she, I feel that frustration in her. It, it there's sometimes where it saddens me, but then I remember this is not. There's it's going to be no good if I'm just playing with her at the park all day mm-hmm. if she doesn't have a country to live in anymore or. <laughs> And, and I mean, that is the, that is genuinely the level of concern I have right now. Right. And yeah. so, and I think that's a lot of parents. I think a lot of parents have that same level of concern where, you know, you just don't, you don't know what 
you don't know what five years looks like from five years from now looks like you don't know what 10 years from now looks like and um I just want to make sure that I had like a picture perfect childhood and so I want to make sure that my daughter has a, a good life and that her daughter and her kids will have the same opportunity so you're a working mom yes when do you find time to actually run your campaign um my boss is really supportive <laughs> really <laughs> really supportive of this all and, and i and i think a lot of times you'll be surprised i think a lot of especially with business owners i think running a campaign is very similar to entrepreneurship mm -hmm. because you're directing a team there's a lot of moving pieces um, so I think, especially with entrepreneurs, they can empathize with what you're doing. I juggle it. I wouldn't say I juggle it perfectly. I think I, um, <laughs> I probably, I work myself to death. But at the same time, I feel like once I get all the pieces in place, I can maybe take, I wouldn't say a step back, but I can at least breathe a little easier. I try. I get such a hard time from everyone I'm around, I think, because it's just I work around the clock. But it's easy to do that right now, especially it's like, oh, well, I'll relax. I'll watch the news. Oh, okay. Now I'm motivated. <laughs> I'm motivated. <laughs> I'm motivated to uh, get the, oh, 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 I'll take a break. I'll get on Facebook. Oh, never mind. Um, I should be working. I should be working on the campaign immediately. <laughs> so especially, I mean, the guy, the incumbent I'm running against, uh, or I will be, would be running against and if I win the primary, he's uh, a big big uh trump fan and and that is so deeply concerning for me so you know i think and, and he's been a, a, in the news a lot lately just because of what he's trying to do with aca mm -hmm. and so i mean i can see him i can see him on the news if i um or i can see him on his facebook trying to do something to screw with some kind of vulnerable population on the a daily basis and so it's all the motivation i need and i think um yeah, I think you I think I've found time where time did not exist because I am just so deeply concerned <laughs> right now. So I don't think it has anything to do with me having um a amount of free time other people don't have. I think mm -hmm. it's just I'm working in every spare second I can. So, yeah. What advice would you give women who are thinking about taking this leap like you did? Um I think that the I think that the first step, or I just think that the first jump into it is is the hardest part. I think once you're running in that direction, you'll find that there's so much momentum right now that you, I think it's just a matter of, oh, like, oh, this person's running and I'm terrified for my life and my kids' lives. and of course I'll support her. So I have, I have received such an outpouring of support it's so early on. And I think anyone, even, the, I mean, everyone I know that's uh, running has received the same. And so I think the first step into, okay, what, what's next? What do I do? Um, I think it's just not, not even a, announcing you're going to run, but really just kind of to yourself saying, oh, okay, let me look into this. Let me look into running. And I think as far as like filing and all of that, that's all baby steps you take along the way. Mm -hmm. 
And it's all things that the Democratic Party or I mean, even if somebody's looking to run on, on, on the other side, I think all the parties are really supportive of that. Even um, running as an independent, it, it seems to me that it, it's just there's there's a lot of resources right now. And there are a lot of people that are looking to support normal, well-meaning people. And so I think it's just really even saying to a couple of your friends, hey, if I ran, would you support me? And you'd be surprised. I mean, I, I was really seriously considering it. And then I had a couple of tricky conversations with my daughter. And I've had, I had one friend, Danielle, who's running mm-hmm. in 32, really pushing me. Like, you need to run. You need to run. And so finally, with all of it, I was like, you know, I should. And so I think once I took the first step, like, nobody will let me back out now. Like, nobody <laughs> would. Because I just have too many people that are like – balls to well I would say that's not an appropriate term okay maybe, um, my, I'm, I'm working on PR still obviously <laughs> um, no but uh I've had I have so many people that are there to support me that especially behind the scenes you'd be surprised with how many people that are b- completely brilliant I have so many people I'm working with right now that are so brilliant but that that they don't want to be in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be the one in the center, center in front of everyone else. They don't like public speaking. Maybe they have, uh, you know, maybe they have uh, fears or w- whatever. I think that there's so many people that are like that, that will jump behind you right out the gate that you, to where they'll, they'll help you. Oh, if you need to file this, you're going to need this. I mean, I have people that I'm working with that are constantly reminding me, Hey, this is a rule. Hey, and, and I, there, there are people on my team that have strengths that I don't have. And I think that's where a lot of people are. There's a lot of misinformation as far as you, if you're a politician, you have to be this, 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 this. You have to be all these things and you have to be completely perfect. And I think for me, it's, I mean, my, one of my skills I think is just attracting really great people. Um, and I think people with a good heart that are running for office are going to are going to have the same reception. They're if they're good and they have a good heart. They're yeah. they're gonna um, get the support that they need. And people can really tell if if someone's genuine about what they're talking about and what yeah. they care about. Yeah, I think that's what people are looking for right now. And if and if Donald Trump taught us anything, which I think is the one thing I could say I, I learned from Donald Trump, which I you know who knew that could come out of anyone's <laughs> mouth. Um, but I think people are maybe people don't care so much about if you're completely unflawed. Maybe mm-hmm. people want somebody that's authentic and real. And I don't think a lot of what Donald Trump says is actually authentic. I think a lot of it is you know manipulative or you know. But at the end of the day, it comes across as authentic. And so I think people are starved for. They they want and they are thirsty for authentic people, mm-hmm. not people who pretend to be completely unflawed or that are robotic or that are perfect at all times, but people that are really just honest and open. And if there are things that they're challenges that they're having that they, they don't pretend to know the answer to everything. And so people, people want to get behind people like that. If that's, if there's anything I've learned through this is being just honest about what your intentions are and why you're, why you're doing what you're doing is, is really refreshing to a lot of people. 
So if somebody's listening to this and they're super impressed by you and like really energized now, where can they find you either in person or online? Um, so lindsayfagan.com and it's L-I-N-S-E-Y-F-A-G-A-N. And then um, Lindsay Fagan TX is the Facebook, the Twitter, Instagram, everything else. So Lindsay Fagan TX, L-I-N-S-E-Y-F-A-G-A-N. TX. So, and I, I mean, I would give you guys my cell phone number, but I got my wrist slap. Well, <laughs> I put my, I put my phone number on the political site and that was a big mistake really quickly. Oh, no. I'm a little too, um, approachable and, um, I think accessible and yeah, that, that turns out that was a bad idea. <laughs> Who would have thought everyone on my team's like, why would you put your personal phone number on here? I'm like, well, what is you know people need to reach out to me i don't know (laughs) so yeah thank you for talking to me this has been great no thank you so much it was really nice speaking with you as well that's it for today's episode big thanks to Lindsay for chatting with me you can find out more about her and her campaign at lindsayfagan.com that's l-i-n-s-e-y-f-a-g-a-n Dot com, and on her campaign Facebook page, Lindsay Fagan for TX. Thanks for listening to She's Running. I'm Emily Jackson, and I would love to hear what you think about our show. Give me a shout on Twitter at She's Running Pod. If you are enjoying the show, please tell your friends. Rate, review, and subscribe to She's Running on iTunes. And if you do that, send me an email at she's running pod at gmail.com. And you'll get a very exclusive She's Running button. You can find She's Running on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She's Running Pod. You can also find all of our episodes and show notes on our website, She's Running Pod.com. On next week's pod, I talk to Corey Johnson, who is running for delegate in Virginia as an independent. And if you don't know what that means, don't worry. I didn't either. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks. Talk to you soon.